The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Oh boy, here we go. Markets open down again. It has been a tumultuous week. Congress is throwing eight plus billion dollars at the coronavirus. People are starting to, I want to say this politely, lose their freaking mind. Guy on CNBC this morning, Rick Santale, said, Let's just get it over with. Let's give everyone in America the coronavirus and, and just stop this quarantining stuff. It's not working. I don't know if I would say that. Uh, maybe I could think it because, you know, you can start having evil thoughts in your head, like 3% of people who die. Maybe it's a lot less if you figure out how many people who get it and never really show any signs of it. Um, and then you can start getting really twisted with it and like, well, old people are the ones who are dying. And well, they've already lived a good life. Like You can start going crazy. Oil breaks below 43. Rick Santelli says crazy stuff on TV. Oil weaker. The 10-year treasury, uh-huh. I'm still fixated by this. New record low, under 0.73. 73 basis points is the right way of saying that. I'm so used to seeing it like a one and a half. So I, I should just say 73 basis points and be over with it. The S&P 500 is down 3 plus percent. The Dow down 3%. The NASDAQ down 2.8%. This is a widespread sell-off. There's good news and there's bad news. U.S. job report smashes expectations. But the job report that came out today on the first Friday of the month, it doesn't include the breakout in the United States time period. So now it's going to become super important to watch first-time unemployment claims on Thursdays. When that number gets above the five-year moving average, somewhere around 260000 that's when more people are losing their jobs. That's when the trend has been broken in the other direction. And that would say recession coming, recession coming. The bond market is saying the, there's, there's a 40, we're, we can move 40% lower. So many people are rushing to the 10-year treasury. So many people are rushing to bonds. People are losing their freaking minds. It's awesome. This is what makes a market. I like it. I do like that we've come off all-time highs because you know what? We should not be at all-time highs all the time. We're only down 10%. Do we go down another 10%? Probably. Because new cases were reported like in Maryland and on the East Coast, and they're like, uh-oh. I'm now starting to hear experts say you can't contain it. Too late. And the big question is, would the United States ever do what China does and, and put the military around Seattle. And you don't leave Seattle. You contain it. Or would the military ever do that to San Francisco? And I don't think we would. Um, Larry Kudlow got on CNBC this morning and was asked that very question. And he's like, you're overreacting. And they kind of got into a fight with each other. It was kind of fun. Like I said, this is a good time. It's dramatic. Um, and he said, quite frankly, and I hate the way Larry Kudlow talks. Wow. Um, he goes, 80% of the people will never even know that they have it. Let's just go back to work. It's like, okay. So that's where I'm going out with that one. Stocks 
and yields slide further as the COVID-19 concern remains. That's the big headline of the day. Costco had a pretty good quarter. But again, that's pre-coronavirus flu. I don't know. It's not my... Oops, hold on. Uh, There we go. Let's see if I can turn that off. Hmm. Let me just close that because I couldn't turn it off. There's some audio coming through my uh, browser. I got a new browser. I'm so happy. Salem paid for it. No, it's free. Chrome? What? What? There have been 26 market corrections <clears throat> since World War II. The average decline's about 13.7%. We are not at 13.7%. We're close. Maybe we'll be there by the end of the day. <clears throat> Recoveries have taken four months on average. The most recent coronavirus... Oops, I didn't mean to say that. The most recent correction occurred from September 2018 to December 2018. It was about three months. Three months. We feel like we haven't... We feel like... What should I do with my money? What should I do? You should enjoy it. We've had a 10-year bull market, and we're coming off down 10%. Well, maybe 13%. Or maybe we go to zero. We're not going to zero. Market seemed much worse than this. Again, um, the way I'm trying to think about things, yesterday, Boeing got crushed. It had been holding up at 730 max you know, uh, certification. It had been doing okay. It had been hitting a technical level. It wasn't going below it. And then the airline industry said, we could lose $113 billion this year. We may need to start delaying planes, and we don't need to put a lot of miles on planes right now. Boeing broke, broke further. Boeing's very, very interesting to me for a long-term play. But... Not not till that ten year treasury starts moving in a different direction, and at this pace, it'll be about six more days <laughs> before the treasury hits point uh, two five, which is where people think it stops. We don't. If we go negative interest rates, the world banks collapse. We don't want to go with negative interest rates. We want to be the one country that doesn't, so that people continue to believe in us. So, the interesting thing about this correction, you remember, I just said. Back in 2018, we had a correction from September, October, November, December, four months, right? Did I say three earlier? I think I said three. I can't count. I only got these three fingers on my hand. I only count three. But this is the fastest one ever of going down 10% from all-time highs. But then again, I'm going to be honest. Those all-time highs were a little bit on the goofy side because we kept going higher. And like, well, Geez, Apple's up 90%, and we think it could probably go higher because, well, it just keeps going higher. I still like Apple at these levels. Um, they just have a lot of cash. And as China's going back to work, it probably is telling us that we're going to have one really, really bad second quarter. But do we get back up in manufacturing by the third quarter? I don't know. It's too early to tell. And uh, again, still the number of people relatively inconsequential in the United States. Um, The number of deaths, but it's spooky. It's germs you can't see. 
Anyhow, moving back to the stock market, the stock market's dropping again. Um, how do you spot a bottom on a stock market? We'll talk about that as the show goes on, a floor, if you will. Right now, the momentum is let's cancel more conferences. South by Southwest, I'm pretty sure, is finished this year. Not 100% sure, but I know all the big companies won't be there. Corporate travel is restricted. Seattle schools have closed. That's a big one. It's another ugly morning. Um, where will we find support? Right now on the S&P 500, it's at probably about 2900 give or take. Um, yeah, let's keep talking about this for sure. I have nothing else to do all day, so I'll be here. You'll be there. I sound like a Shakira song. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Also, go get some great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We need to change that promo to not we're making financial sense of your portfolio, but there's only sense left in your financial portfolio. (laughs) Not funny, right? Too soon? I do like Shakira, by the way. The way music is marketed... Man, I am just the biggest gullible loser on the planet. I'm like, ooh, she wears really exciting clothes. <laughs> it's like almost like if my spouse came home with those clothes on, I'd be like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Anyhow, trying to bring a little bit of levity. Price actions to tell. For the week. Before today. Is the markets up or down this week? Do a little Jeopardy music, shall you? And since we don't have a budget for it, what was the question? Is the market up or down this week? As of Thursday's close, the market was up 2.4% for the week. Sadly, by the end of today, it'll be down fractions. So over a two-week period, one week of straight losses, and then this week, Maybe sideways. That's not as bad as it sounds. That's okay. We don't. Maybe next year we'll use the Jeopardy soundtrack. (laughs) 10 year treasury yield hit 0.7%. Okay, so there's winners and losers in every economic scenario. What I learned a long time ago, there's only compromises. Right? Are you with me against me? So the big loser here banks. You can't own banks right now. If you own banks, it's probably dead money or sideways money at best. I love banks. I often talk about it used to be one of my favorite sectors, and now 10-year treasury is too low. And we've been in a period of too low for, t- for 10 years. We have become addicted to the low cost of money. It has inflated our stock market, which has benefited me greatly. Bigly, if you will. Um, so who are some of the other winners and losers, right? Okay. Well, if you have a home and your mortgage is at 4%, I would strongly look into, re, uh, financing it. And if you've had it for a while, then you, uh, you probably have some equity and maybe you can go from a 30 year to a 15 year because rates are plunging. 
sadly, I refinanced my properties over the last four years. So I don't need to right now. There's not much gain. For me to go from like 3-2 to 3, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. But the cost involved, not, not for me. If I was saving, if it was like four to three, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, I would do it. Who are some of the other losers? Not old people. You can't say that on radio. Well, yeah, you can. Not only are they dying at a greater percentage than younger people. We won't even talk about that for now. But if you have the money in the bank, you're not getting any interest on your money. There used to be a time where Americans would work their whole life, turn 60, and take their big old pile of cash that they've saved up and, and turn it into CDs. And there was a strategy called the laddered CD portfolio or something along those lines. And like what you would take is one year of cash that you need and buy a one year CD. And then your second year, you'd buy a two year CD where you're getting cash over two years would replace the first year after the first year expired. Then you get a three year CD and the three year would be replacing the two year after that year's up. And you, then you keep buying them like that. You get the idea. Old people can't, they can't get money on, at the bank anymore. Sign of the time. So good luck to you. If I were old and needing income, I might just park it all in like something like Verizon and get four and a half percent. I ain't going for 1% or less. That does not interest me. Now, then again, you get the risk of, did you know that your phone is dirtier than a toilet and has more coronavirus germs on your phone than the worst toilet on the planet? And maybe we stop using cell phones or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. The French got that one right. They know how to go. Eh. I know you're saying, don't be careful. Don't piss off French people. You're, you're too close to pissing off old people right now. Um, but yeah, the old people don't get any money on their savings and they used to live on that. And that's not just a problem this year, but it's now, it's now, uh, I, I, I want to use a curse word. I can't use a curse word. It is such a bad environment. There's a term in the army foobar. I can't say the F one, but it's, it's messed up beyond recognition. Um, this is bad where the interest rates are now. And I, I, I can't imagine owning a bank. I want to own bank of America. I do, but that's a business that's under attack by FinTech and, and FinTech's winning that one. I don't even want to own a brokerage company in large part because trades are now free. And I think younger people are pretty savvy and they'll go, Hmm, which one do I want free or, or commissions? And now you get it for free. But then the younger people are like, I don't want your stupid margin. I don't want the, your stupid credit card. Well, I'll just take the free. The free model kind of works if you're, you're loading them up on other products. The free model works if you're going after volume, volume, volume of assets. But it doesn't grow very much. There's not a lot of profit there. So banks are, are they're messed up. It is a mess. Um, income for seniors is a mess. It's widely expected that this will pass and that more people will die, but that it won't turn into the end of civilization. I'm trying to choose words very, very carefully. 
We know that when it does end, and let's say it ends in three months to six months, we know there is a boatload of stimulus, basically free money out there from the Federal Reserve. And we may even get in a situation where the president wants to get reelected. You know what it does? I'm going to give everyone $1,000. That's not that much money, but like, hey, there's stimulus coming. Another piece of stimulus that's coming, the Fed's going to cut interest rates again in March, 50 basis points. That's almost locked in. But that takes four to six months to play out, and hopefully the virus takes four to six months to play out. And then, ta-da, lots of stimulus. You know the candy bar that I hated as a kid? Bit O' Honey. Do you remember Bit O' Honey? And uh, I kind of was playing on that Irish O thing. Not my thing. And I think the um, United States government, in about three to four months, to get kickstart the world again, I think we remove the tariffs at least for a year until phase two could be figured out or whatever. I don't know quite the math on it, but that's coming. And when China doesn't have to pay 25% extra or you, the consumer doesn't have to pay 25% extra for Chinese goods. A lot of people don't realize the person who's paying for the tariffs is usually the the consumer, not China, not the United States. Um, You get the idea. Let's keep going forward. The jobs numbers were solid. Costco had great earnings. Starbucks a little disappointing. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This song means a lot to me. I had the type of childhood... That I wish I could go back to. I'd go off into forests, follow creeks, make boats. I lived in Turkey for a while, Greece, Japan. And getting to like explore those countries without the fear of being abducted. I probably was close to abducted, but maybe I was just too ugly to be abducted. I don't know. Maybe people don't want me. But it was a great childhood. And do you remember Big Wheels? Big wheels were those little uh, bikes. And this this video for 21 Pilots Blurry Face has the, him riding a big wheel. And the chorus is he sings it with his like family members. And you can just see, like, we're all stressed. And we don't we wish we can go back to a stress-free time. What made my childhood stress-free was my mom. My dad freaked me out. He was an alcoholic. And he was tough to predict. He wasn't like a TV Dennis Quaid character alcoholic who yells at his kid he didn't talk to us he'd shut down and like shut down so anyway 21 pilots you know who made my childhood stress-free was my mom listen to this sad statistic nearly one in five working women have nothing saved for retirement that's 20 percent. that's too much People should have something. You know, when I hit retirement, I could probably live off Social Security and $100,000 if I move to Oklahoma and I live in a trailer park. It's not pretty. You got to have you got to have at least $100,000. I'd like you to have at least a million dollars saved for retirement. A million dollars in a healthy bond market 
which we are in a frightened bond market, in a healthy bond market, you'd get 4% on your money. You could find 4%. Um, or you can set up a portfolio of income where you're like, well, I'll own a little bit of AT&T, which pays 6% income, a little Verizon, maybe some pg e Oh, boy, did I just say pg e Like, a utility companies never go bankrupt until they go bankrupt. But you set up a portfolio to pay you income. One in five women have nothing saved. One in five working women. It's not because women don't save because they spend too much. It's not a cliche. The problem stems from the fact that women still earn less than men. Women earned 85% of what men make. And again, Phil Mickelson said something a few years ago, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably bastardizing it at this point in time. Something like I pay about 80% taxes in California. So if I win a million dollars, I only take 200,000 home. He said something like that. And you start doing the math because he has to pay his own social security, 15%. He has to pay his state income tax, 10% in California. That's 25% right there. Let's say his federal bracket's 35%. So now that's 45, 50, that's 55% right there. And then there's going to be Medicare taxes. You can kind of see, and then every time you spend money in California, there's a sales tax of 10%. I get it. I get it. But if a woman's making 85% of what I'm making, she has 15% less of that kind of pie to divvy up. That's not good. When it comes to race, black working women were less likely than their white counterparts to have anything, to have nothing in their uh, retirement savings. Nothing. 14% 14% versus 22%, yet 24% of black women didn't even know how much they had saved. It's kind of important that you grasp on the, some of this. One of the people that I work with, he talked to his uncle yesterday about saving money. And he's been using the Acorns app. I kind of pushed him in that direction. So he's got something saved. He's actually saved quite a bit in under a year. Not quite a bit, but it's a good start. I love that. You know why? Because he talked to his uncle about money. And what I like about that is his uncle is older than him. And his uncle probably has some regrets. Things like, oh, I wish I would have bought stocks when I was your age, young man. Something like that. There's no shame in talking to old people. Unless they have the coronavirus, then stay away. It's a joke. It's a joke. I like old people. But um, you got to get on the program. You got to start saving. And I think the more you talk to people who have saved, I think that's a good thing. Um, it's also like, I don't know. I see a lot of midlife crises living in the Bay Area. Someone hits a little bit of a jackpot from an IPO or something. And they go out and spend $400,000 on a car. I'm like, how much you got saved for retirement? Nothing. I'm like, oh, that was your whole retirement plan. You just blew it on a car. So, if you're a working woman, one in five working women have nothing saved. Your company has a 401k, a 403b, or 457, or let's say you're an independent contractor. If your company offers those, go talk to HR today. Get signed up. If your company doesn't offer them, go talk to your CEO today and say, we need a 403B, 457, or 401K. And then if you're an independent contractor, just call Fidelity or Vanguard. 
and say, hey, I'm, a, I'm an independent contractor. I work from home. I make X amount of dollars. I pay my taxes. What sort of retirement program do you have? And Fidelity or Vanguard, TD Ameritrade will hold your hand through it. They actually won't hold your hand because hand-holding has been banned. I heard that today. Jim Cramer rang the opening bell. And afterwards, he reached to hug someone because he's done his show for 15 years. And I heard from the stage, no hugging, no hugging, no hugging. Um, which is fine. Some people are trying to like ban the handshake, which I'm, I'm pro banning handshakes. I, it's, it's a dumb tradition. It's, it's stupid. It's like the cummerbund. It's stupid. We don't need it anymore. Let's ban it. Um, if you want to openly French kiss someone when you meet them for the first time, fine, but let's ban the handshake. I know you're saying, did he just say French kiss? <laughs> oh, I always wanted to go to Paris. Alphabet's top chiefs, including CEO Sundar Pichai and CFO Ruth Porat, are amongst those calling on Google employees to mobilize during big moments. Referring to the COVID-19 outbreak. There's an internal email going around. Executives are telling employees that while it's an unsettling time, they must lean on each other to properly support its vital societal role. Companies placing more restrictions on travel, working in events, but some contractors claim they haven't received all the necessary information. It's really interesting that tech and big tech, I think two Microsoft employees have COVID, have been positive on it. And Microsoft did the right thing. They said, don't come to work. And they said, if you can't do your job from home, we'll still pay you. Now, you may think Microsoft is a big jerk face of a company. I get it. But Google and Microsoft are doing the right things. Telling people to stay home. The leadership correspondence comes from companies like Google, Facebook, Microsoft. They've canceled big events like the Facebook F8 conference in San Jose, the Google I.O. input-output conference, sending people to South by Southwest, giving speeches. We passed a big number today in the world of COVID. Over 100,000 cases have been confirmed. Gavin Newsom yesterday declared a state of emergency, particularly in Northern California. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm in Northern California. So if I go away... Please, set up a GoFundMe for my little puppy. Zero one 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 zero one one. She'd be all alone. Okay, she, she's got my kids, so she wouldn't be all alone. She's got the spouse, so she, she'd be fine. Oh, I got the sniffles. Maybe I do have COVID. So, new working guidelines are going to out there. One of the companies that is doing very well right now is Zoom. Because we're doing higher quality teleconferencing. That seems to be a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Dow drops more than 400 points. Dun, dun, dun. This is a bad day. And again, I don't want to under... No, that's not a bad day. The week has turned negative. The week was positive until today. And depending on where we end up, we'll either be sideways, slightly up, or slightly down. As the Dow is battling back from down 600, 700 to down 380, we might end up positive for the week. And does it feel like that to you? Do you hate it when I talk to you in questions? Do you like when I talk to you in questions? How does it make you feel when the market goes down? Uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey 
Uh, he's in the news today, and I, I like Jack Dorsey. He seems to be one of the bright minds out there. He um, kind of incorrectly said he's going to take six months off to live in Africa to study Africa, which is a great concept. There's a lot of poverty on the continent, but there's also a growing population. Those are future consumers. I get it. I get it. And he basically said, if I put my grounds on the boot there and I talk to the young people, I'll know how they want to communicate. I'll learn how they want to use things like Twitter and other forms of communication. The only problem, Jack, is you're the CEO of Square and you're the CEO of, of Twitter. You can't leave for six months. People would freak out. So Elliott Management is coming in and saying, we want him out as CEO because that's, that's reckless. So George is saying, well, this COVID-19 thing, I'll stay here. I'll be CEO. But I do like the subtext there. There's a lot to learn about Africa. There's always going to be opportunities. This COVID thing's going to pass. Do a lot of people die? Let's say they do. Is that the end of the world? Probably not. One of the things we need to come out of this with is a better response in the future and more knowledge on how to respond in the future. I think it's fair to say we're learning. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. The coronavirus is in the news. The markets are putting in an they're fighting to be positive for the week. You probably don't feel that way. But it's true. So one of the pieces that we've been hearing a lot about is people going out and hoarding. Going to grocery stores, going to Costco, and getting all the toilet paper they can get. Getting all the paper towels they can get. Getting all the hand sanitizer they can get. I could see that going bad. Like you're pushing your cart out to Costco and Costco's, they just put up signs that all the toilet paper's gone or all the hand sanitizer's gone. I could see people getting in fights in, in the parking lot, right? You don't deserve to have all those. What about us? So I get a monthly delivery from Amazon. I do a subscribe and save thing where I get 15% off toilet paper, paper towels. Um, I get a new toothbrush every three months, uh, things like that. And Amazon just emailed me and said, sorry, we're out of toilet paper. I am so pissed off right now at you and you and you who have toilet paper because this weekend I got none. Because of hoarders. I've got a friend who's a reporter down in San Diego and she's like, "Um, I'm searching for stories. Let me know how the coronavirus is impacting you, your family, your work travel she's searching for stories i'm gonna send her this story there's a guy named i've got a character in my head called evil rob black and like good financial rob black would be like well you should put 15 percent of your money into a 401k evil rob black is like when your neighbors go on vacation hook up the hose and water your yard with their water save a little money oh and if they have an outside jack um go ahead and put uh, your extension cord in Save a little bit more money. It's evil. It's like my concept in college was I would buy the cheapest beer possible. The cheapest tequila possible. There's a tequila called Mekong that has formaldehyde in it. It literally is killing you. And it's like five cents a bottle. It's not bad. 
I know you're saying, where's the story going? So I'm going to tell my reporter friend, I've got a story for you, and it's going to be the evil Rob Black, where coronavirus, is, is it's broken me down to the point where I'm going to go into the office toilet today. I'm going to steal a roll of toilet paper. And if it's locked, I'm just going to unroll the whole dang thing and just put it in a bag and run. And then I'll have to use unfurled toilet paper for the weekend. And I've become a degenerate, stealing from companies toilet paper. But if Amazon can't bring it to me, and if I have to go to a store myself, screw that. Have you ever stolen toilet paper? I can honestly tell you I have. In college, some nights I'd be working until like midnight, one o'clock. I'd be like, oh, I forgot to go to the store. And I just walk into the bathroom and walk out with a bigger belly. That doesn't make me feel good. I'm sorry. Now I see why my father was so mean to me. You know what animal I hate? Lobsters. They're delicious, but man, they're disturbing to look at. The coronavirus outbreak is turning one luxury treat into a bargain. Now here getting some good news. U.S. lobster prices have plummeted to their lowest in at least four years after the spread of the virus halted charter flights to Asia at a time when sales usually boom for Chinese New Year. Ha ha ha! There's something I knew that I like about that year of the monkey. The fallout has left thousands of pounds of unsold lobster flooding North American markets. Supply and demand. Good lesson, right? The problem is we're not going to be able to eat all those things. Thousands of pounds of unsold lobster flooding North America. And the businesses that are in the business of harvesting lobsters, they're hurt. They're laying people off. It's a fatal blow. U.S. used to be the main supplier of live lobsters to China as exporters tapped into the surging market demand. Asia's nation's growing middle class has been a good story for 20 years. But China has started focusing on Canada after Beijing placed retaliatory tariffs on those lovely crustaceans, lobsters. So China's already started figuring out where else to go. So the tariffs on top of the canceling of the new year, too many lobsters. We learn a lot during viruses, don't we? And viral outbreaks. It's when the swine flu hits. The cost of pork goes down. Because what they do is they, they kill all the ones that are healthy right now before they get transmitted the disease and they all become useless. Anytime there's bird flu, price of chickens go down for this year, but then next year. And the, the biggest problem is meat, beef. Because cows take a little while longer to grow. And uh, so when there's mad cow disease, you remember mad cow disease? Something like a cow ate another cow. Something like that happened. And then if we ate that hamburger, then we, its brain started going bad. And then our brain started going bad or something like that. See, that's how viral outbreaks work. This will turn into, and I already heard this yesterday, and this is just, I don't, I'm not going to repeat it. I'm actually going to put an internal editor on. I heard one of the meanest things ever said about a race of people yesterday and it involved bodily function and i'm just like we are really our, our society hits lows when there's stress but anyway cheap lobster that's good news right i know maybe i just figured out dinner plans and then in case i don't cook it right 
then I'm going to be on the toilet. And I also have toilet paper because I'm going to be hijacking some from my office today. Get the crustacean tied. See, I, t- I, try, I, I try to tie this stuff together. The Dow's down 435. The NASDAQ is down 166. The SP 500 is down 58. What's that mean? The SP 500 has got a lot of support right around 2,900. If it goes below that, we go into a 20% bear market, is the thought. So they're all down about 1.7%, 1.8%. When we started the show, they were down about 3% this morning. So things are improving. The tape looks good. I don't mind the volatility when there's a little bit of volatility up and a little volatility down, up and down, up and down. It's not all down. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Find me on newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of good downloadables there. A good blog as well. I'm Rob Black.